0: Here we go. Live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios, it's Overtime with William Pattison and Dawson Wise joining you on a Friday night rounding out your week right before the Super Bowl, right before a big weekend in college basketball, and we've got it all covered here on Overtime. 865-546-8200, your number if you want to hop in and enjoy us. Uh, Later on in the hour, we've got Brock Purdy, a big opportunity for him in the Super Bowl, what I'm calling a pretty big opportunity, no pun intended. Um, we'll also talk about our chief concerns, what we're concerned about for the Chiefs, and also we'll give our Super Bowl predictions, keys to the game, and much more for the big game. But first, we head to the phones. We got Joshy Boy on the line. What is up, Joshy?
1: What up, Will? Yo!
0: <laughs> How are you? How are
1: you
2: doing, Dawson? I'm, I'm doing well, Joshy. Happy Friday.
1: Happy Friday, guys.
0: Happy Friday, man. So,
1: uh, William, you're on uh, the Chiefs Monday, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, most likely will be, yes.
1: Okay. So, uh, I know you're probably going to take the points, but uh, why don't you take uh, the Chiefs on the money line too, right? Because if they probably cover, they're probably going to win outright. Well, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 You, 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 it'd be a tough, tough situation to find out how they win or only lose by one point. <laughs> Uh, so I I'm I agree there with you I I haven't made an official decision yet um, but you know we've been talking about it all week Joshi. it's just when you yeah. look on paper um, you know I think there are a lot of lot more advantages for the Chiefs to break down the 49ers than for the 49ers to break down the Chiefs so um, right now I am still leaning towards the Chiefs but I'm not made an a official side yet what about you uh,
1: I'm gonna be on the Chiefs straight up. I'm uh, just going to leave the points at home and take the money line.
0: Well, there you go. I mean, you're you're backing the best quarterback we've ever seen, so I don't blame you.
1: Yeah. What about you, Dawson? Who are you going to be on?
2: Chiefs. I, I don't think you can doubt Patrick Mahomes in this game. It, it, uh, it's not that I don't trust the Niners. It's more that I trust the Chiefs more because I've seen them in this game more. Uh, they look better of the two teams, minus the second half against Detroit for Frisco. So I'm on the yeah. Chiefs as well. And I'm with you. I, I'd probably just take money line. There's, there's no real point in taking the points at that point, or you take both, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So uh, we saw San Francisco's two games in the playoff. Uh, where they played both the Packers and Lions, you guys saw where both teams were able to attack San Francisco's defense through the air against them. Yeah. And uh, if the Chiefs wide receivers don't drop balls, do you think that will be uh, the same result Sunday?
0: Yeah, you know, we, we were talking about it a couple days ago. What What's the biggest mismatch in this? And I think we all agreed with um, it's going to be the 49ers' secondary facing this this Chiefs offense. Now, I know the Chiefs have been very inconsistent. Um, you know, 6.3% rate of dropping the ball this year. Most of any team in the NFL, the average of 3.2. Um, but if you're able to get Rasheed Rice open in space and Travis Kelsey open in space and connect on those throws, Marquez Valdez-Scantling's had a good playoffs as well. Um, went from the, the, the uh, regular season punching bag to now – kind of the savior in a couple of these situations. So um, I, I think the, the the problem here is the 49ers like to play cover, uh, like to play coverage, but you know Patrick Mahomes can dice up coverage better than anyone. So I feel like they're going to have to go man-to-man and, and, and blitz and pressure Mahomes. I just don't know if they're going to be able to win those one-on-one matchups. So I think the biggest disadvantage for the 49ers is going to be uh, in, in the passing game, like it has been in the playoffs. Yeah. So
1: uh, I do – I'm going to give you all a really long shot TD that I really like. Okay. I do I do like uh, Debo to get in the end zone from the 49ers, but I'm going to give you a long shot. I like uh, Justin uh, Watson from the Chiefs a good to get in the end zone. That's a long
0: one for that's you That's That's a nice one, you know, especially with all the attention on Kelsey. Um, you know, if you want to get and a too. yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, they're going to put a lot of attention on them. Justin Watson gets open. Um, you know, I think it'd be funny if Kadarius Tony got in the end zone oh, as well. Man. Wouldn't that be funny?
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, the odds on his yeah. anytime touchdown in yeah. this
0: game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like to look that up. I'm gonna look that up real quick. Yeah,
1: I wonder what is anytime. Touchdown. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, switching to basketball for the game tomorrow. What's your guys' thoughts on a? Uh, the game against A&M tomorrow night.
2: Confident. Uh, I don't think this is going to be nearly the test that Kentucky was. a and a good team. they got good guards. But you have a size advantage. Uh, you have a, an advantage down low, uh, I think, in size and aggression and physicality uh, that you can win that battle. Uh, and The offense is, is flowing. The supporting cast looks great. Uh, they're consistent now, so uh, I'd like the Vols to, to win uh, and uh, you know, hopefully not make this one too hard on us. But, um, you know, I see it as a pretty pretty impressive win. Joshie, the right. biggest
0: thing in this one is A&M's ability to be strong on the glass, in particular getting second-chance points, something they've been really good at all year. Um, so uh, Tennessee's got to make sure they box out. and and attack the glass because if they get beat like they did the other night against LSU, 40-26 to differential, uh, getting A&M those second-chance opportunities is where you uh, slip up on the road. They don't shoot a very high percentage. Uh, They shoot – let me pull it up here real quick. 25.6% from the top of the key, 29.7% from the um, corner, 36.1% in the mid-range area. Um, and just converting 57% of the time um, within a, a foot of the rim. Um, so this is a team that banks on winning games by getting second-chance points. You can't allow that. I think that's the biggest key to the game.
1: Right. Who do you think they'll uh, put on Wade Taylor? Do you think they'll put Masek or Zizi?
0: Yeah, you know that's an interesting one because um, you got two really good guards for them. Tyrese Radford can play, yeah. uh, and Wade Taylor the fourth can as well. I mean, th- these guys are are, are big time players. Uh, Wade Taylor's second in SEC scoring behind Connect, um, and and um, uh, uh, Tyrese Radford's coming off back to back consecutive twenty point games. So uh, I-, I think that Ziegler will probably be on Radford and then maybe you get a little bit of a bigger defender like a Viscovy or a Meshack on Taylor um, because Taylor's a little bit more shifty. Um, you need a little bit of a, a, a lengthier defender to stay in front of him, and I think that'd help also alter his shots because he likes to pull up and, and take some tough ones.
1: Yeah. So uh, if this Tennessee team only loses, say, about one or two more games, let's just say one loss, then they win the SEC regular season championship, does that give them a good chance to get the one seed?
0: Well, I think for the it, I think it does, but at the same time, you can't control what other teams do. And, and you know, if Purdue wins out, Purdue will be one. Um, you know, UConn, they win out, they'll be one. Um, I, I think the, the problem for Tennessee is they have a much harder schedule long term, especially when you get into the SEC tournament. The okay. quality, quality of opponents yeah. in the SEC are better than than the Big East, in my opinion, um, and also uh, the, the Big Ten. The Big Ten's got like you know three or four schools that I, I'd consider um, good teams. Um, but it, look, it goes back to just handling business. You know, winning on the road, winning at home, and just handling business. I think that's all Tennessee can do. But if they do do that, and they only lose one or two more games, I, I think it'd be hard to not put Tennessee as a one seat.
1: Right, because you're. Two pretty much locks for the one seed right now are UConn and Purdue. Can yes. we all agree on that?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: and the yeah. other two are still decided because you got Tennessee, you got Arizona, and you got North Carolina.
0: Yeah. And, and even last night, I don't know if you saw Arizona. I, I, I You did oh, see yeah. that. Yeah. You were watching that. That was a great game. Yeah. I saw your Twitter. Um, I was on uh, Utah plus five and a half. Get that. Oh no! Um, yeah, no. Uh Three overtimes. You think you'd cover, and then you lose by half a point. <laughs> um, just the life of a gambler, there, uh, Joshy boy. Um, yeah. But
1: do you, uh, do you see Arizona dropping any more games in Pac-12 play?
0: Well, that's what I was about to say. Because look, they've struggled on the road. I mean, yeah, you, you lose to Washington. You lose or Washington State, excuse me. You lose to Oregon State. You lose to California last night. Stanford. You- yes, yeah, Stanford. That's what it was. Stanford. Yeah. Um. And last night, very well, could have been a loss as well. Um, so they have struggled on the road in, in their own conference, which is ridiculous in my opinion. I, I I'm not, I'm surprised they've not been dropped lower. Because um, when we were looking at it the other day, um, they had Arizona as a one seed, and they've had four, you know, or three bad yeah. losses in conference play. I don't understand it. I guess their outside uh, strength of record is good. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I had a hard time believing how they were better in Tennessee with losses to you know Calif- or, yeah, Stanford and Oregon State.
1: The only thing I really worry about, if uh, North Carolina gets a one-seat over us, the only thing the committee is going to do is look at the head-to-head game they had over us because their strength of schedule is better than theirs.
0: Um, yeah, I also I, – I actually yeah. just just had a um, uh, a friend of mine who's listening text me a picture of tomorrow's spread. Colorado's a one-point favorite against um, Arizona tomorrow at home. Wow. Um, and Arizona beat them 97-50 to 50 last month. So that tomorrow wow. very well could be an upset. Yeah, um, it could be. Yeah, and, and Colorado's got a couple of really good players, too. They got um, – Cody Williams is going to be uh, a lottery guy. Uh, yeah. So – yeah, so, but going back to it, I think um, if Tennessee continues to stay on pace and just handle what's in front of them, I think you have to put them as a one, as a one seed later on come tournament time.
1: Right. Guys, uh, out the door, I got a really unique Super Bowl prop bet for you. I'm taking uh, Billy over 12 and a half beers. See ya.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Also, Joshie Boy, uh, quick update, Kadarius Tony. To score in any time touchdown is plus nine fifty, so um, ten. That's uh, not bad. Ten dollars and um buy some that's ninety five dollars worth. Not too bad. It's not terrible. Um, so, <laughs> well, it's funny they because they had the availability the other night, and um you know Tony's wearing his uh, earrings, his, you know the the um, designer glasses, everything. I I think he's a funny guy, but. Um, they asked him, "Are you the best wide receiver in the NFL?" And he goes, "If I get it, yeah." <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh. um, I guess it just comes down to if he gets it in this one. Also, um, can we real quick before we get into the NFL game? Uh, can we talk about Rick Barnes possibly wearing orange tomorrow? Because I think he needs to, especially after <laughs> uh, the the fiery, fiery call. Um, if you were not listening uh, along with us last night. Um, very end of the the second hour. It's on SoundCloud. You can go find an all-time call from uh, caller TR. It was awesome. Um, And he has a, a bone to pick with Tennessee's head coach, Rick Barnes, not wearing orange on the sideline. He wears white, wears that gray, wears black. But does not wear orange. Um, all time call, really funny stuff to end the hour. I, um, I will be on Barnes' watch tomorrow evening just to get a gauge yes, for the game. Just yes. to see what
2: color he's wearing.
0: Let's see if he has you know features. Other thing I don't like ever since COVID, um, no one wears suits anymore. No, and it's or track suits. So, yeah, no. and I'm like, it, it takes away the not tradition. I guess it is tradition. It I mean, is, you know,
2: pageantry. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and now you just don't see that anymore. No. Some guys are wearing, you know, T-shirts out there. It's like, dude. And some guys still do it, like Patino still. He, oh, yeah, he's not yeah, wearing yeah, that yeah. crap. But um, I, I guess the Nike schools are, make him do it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, or they're comfortable. Anyway. All right, let's move on to the uh, NFL, back to the Super Bowl here. Uh, despite having one of the best seasons from any quarterback in the league, uh, the doubters remain on Brock Purdy and uh, his ability to be more than just a game manager. Um, After a heroic second half against the Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game, where Purdy completed 13 of his 16 passes for 174 yards and managed three scrambles for 52 yards, all of which were for first downs, Purdy and the 49ers found themselves in the Super Bowl. What does Purdy need to do to bring home the hardware for the Niners?
2: I've got three things. The first one is pretty simple. Trust your weapons. You have the best group of weapons in the entire NFL, top to bottom. Uh, it's a great group, we know they're going to come out and perform, uh, and trust your scheme as well, Shanahan's going to call a good game, you know that, Uh, trust the play calls, go make plays, trust your guys, you know your guys are going to go make plays for you if you get them the football, so the first thing I have written down is just trust your weapons. Second thing, don't make dumb mistakes, this is not a a team like Green Bay or or Detroit, again no strays to either team, they made it into the postseason, but You can afford to make a mistake against those teams and still come back from it. You cannot afford to do that against this Kansas City Chiefs team. We saw Lamar do it in that game multiple times. They never recovered. Mm -hmm. You cannot afford to make dumb mistakes. You have to protect the football. Uh, You cannot give Mahomes free points. You cannot give him a short field. You have to control the pace of the game, control the football, don't be turning it over, don't make any dumb mistakes. Third one for me, you're going to have to make a few big plays. It's the Super Bowl. You're going to have to. Uh, This is not a game you're going to be able to coast by with 150 yards passing and Mm -hmm. expect to win the game. You're going to have to go make a few big plays uh, against a good defense. The lights are the brightest. uh, And for Brock Purdy, who we have talked about extensively on this show, not being able to make that splash play, you have to. Now, uh, there's no choice. You have to go and do it. You're going to have to make a couple big plays that either score points, big gains, something like that, that that flip the game on its head.
0: Yeah. Um, Look, first off, he's got to make sure he – does not turn the ball over yeah um can't allow any golden opportunities for the chiefs um and i think you know that kind of goes into the game manager narrative um but you cannot turn the ball over in a super bowl game especially with patrick mahomes on the side that's the number one key in my opinion control the football second thing you've got to rely on your weapons you know debo samuel george kittle brandon Ayuk, um christian mccaffrey juan jennings these guys can make plays um so just make sure that you're not trying to make too big of a play because sometimes in that Lions game, he did. That Brandon Ayuk catch that bounced off the, the helmet was incredible but should have been an interception. So he's got to make sure he's composed and not forcing things. Um, get the ball in the, in the hands of these guys. Things will go well. Don't force it to them. Um, so I, I think you know playing with composure is a very, very big thing. And finally, be able to play off script. It's what won them the game against the Detroit Lions. The best play, and I've talked about it multiple times now, the best play was a 10-yard gain where he avoided the sack, read when the pressure was coming, uh, moved out of the pocket, knew it was collapsing, rolls out, uses legs, 10-yard gain to uh, use check. Is that right, use check? Yes. Yeah, use check. Okay. Like right. that 9-yard catch. Yeah, 9-yard yeah. 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 Boom. Best play of his uh, – I'm not even kidding here. Best play of his career. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I, I still—I literally stood up for my seat and goes. That is the Brock Purdy that can change the narrative, and it's going to be harder to do against this Chiefs defense. But extending the play, and and turning into a good quarterback that can follow the script, and becoming a great quarterback by being able to go off the script. That is what wins in this game. Look, keeping you know controlling the football, making sure you rely on your 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 weapons is very vanilla. Every quarterback can do that and he has to do it in this one as well with the margin of error so being so small but he's got to be able to be great by extending plays and doing things that only the good quarterbacks and great quarterbacks can do yeah um so those are my three for him um now let's let's talk about the chiefs defense they play a lot of man coverage um obviously i think this week they'll change it up a little bit because purdy's not naturally a scrambler like a Lamar Jackson is. Um, is the Chiefs' man-to-man coverage in the passing game though? Is that a concern for Purdy? Uh, it should be, uh,
2: based on you know how that defense performed against better quarterbacks. No, again, no straighter Brock Purdy, but Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are straight up better quarterbacks than Brock Purdy is, uh, just pound for pound. Uh, and the and the man coverage for the Chiefs shut it down completely. I mean, it had basically locked down games against those two guys. Um, so absolutely it is. It makes more room for potential mistakes. Those guys on an island are the best in the league, in my mm-hmm. opinion, one of the best units in the league back there. Um, so they're, they're going to leave you more room to throw up a one-on-one ball and for them to go up and make a play and force you into a mistake. Um, it, you know, it, Just pick your spots. Be wary of those. Your guys are going to get open. I mean yeah. We just both alluded to it. Uh, your weapons are going to have success against man coverage. All mm-hmm. three of your top receivers, and really your tight end as well, uh, are great route runners. All four have the, the ability to be a dynamic playmaker for you. They are going to get open. Against man coverage especially, if they're one-on-one, I would trust any of those three receivers to get open. So just it is a concern, but it doesn't have to be. But I think it, I think it is, just considering what we've seen from Purdy. To, to counter it, use the middle of the field. Yeah, look at what Jared Goff did for Detroit. Now, granted, in the second half, you know they adjust, it shuts down. But Mm -hmm. you know, try that. Use the middle of the field. Go between the numbers. You know, to spread your guys out wide. Send some guys over the middle and expose that. We saw Jared Goff do it. I think Purdy can do, or I think Purdy can do it to the Chiefs as well, Um, and just. Basically, follow the same blueprint in the passing game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, open up the middle of the field, and you'll find success.
0: Yeah, I think the middle of the field is a, is a nice spot to start, um, especially um, with all the talent you have. Whether that be George Kittle, just on a quick, you know, they don't have to be long downfield throws. Just something that gets the drive going. And, I, and something we're about to talk about here. I think if you get McCaffrey going early, that opens up the middle of the field even more. Um, because especially if you start running outside the numbers where both the Chiefs and 49ers have struggled this season, um, so I think if you if you spread them out and keep them on their feet, you can use Purdy's arm a, a little bit easier. And I think you know Kyle Shanahan doesn't need William Patterson to tell him that, but I, I'm just saying from the perspective of if you keep them on their feet, I think the man-to-man coverage. Uh, will be a little bit harder to maintain because they're kind of guessing, all right, is McCaffrey going to get a run here? Um, are they throwing it? Now, if you if you fall down early and they know you're throwing it, that's where I think this could get in a lot of trouble because then they know you're going to have to throw it in the air and they're going to win those matchups ten times or not. Uh, most times and not. I don't even know what ten times or not means. Most times and not. <laughs> um, so it's a little bit of a concern for me, yes, because Lajarius State's been locked down all year. Um, they've got a bunch of guys on that unit have been locked down all year. Um, so it does concern me, but I think you have to trust your receivers and also focus on the middle of the field where he's had success recently. Um, and also, as, as I said earlier, extending plays with his legs, finding the ability to, to get these guys coming off their original routes and, and finding them, You know, whether it be seven, eight yards down the field, doesn't have to be some heroic play, but just making sure that he extends plays and then can find some of those guys coming off those routes. Um, should the 49ers lean on McCaffrey instead of putting the ball in the hands of Purdy, however? To a degree.
2: Uh, see if you can get it going first. Yeah. I think you try to establish the run first. It's going to allow Brock Purdy an opportunity to settle into the game uh, and to to start to hit his spots. That's, that's the biggest thing, I think, for Brock Purdy in this game, too, is if you can establish the run on the first drive, let him settle in. Uh, Let him get a couple of warm-up throws. Let him get settled into the tone of the game, playing in this big a game for the first time. Uh, Purdy just has not shown the ability to make the consistently big play. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to need McCaffrey in this game in one way or another. Do you need to lean on him? Maybe not. uh, But to get those chunk plays, to get those big game-changing plays, I think they're going to come from him at least early in the game until Purdy is able to settle in uh make the chiefs defense respect the run is what i had written down so make them make them shade up make them respect that run game so then it opens up some spots for Purdy, makes his life easier um just do everything you can to help him settle into this game we've seen what happens when he doesn't settle into a game it's not good and you don't want to find out this sunday what that's like in a super bowl mm-hmm. um so lean on it maybe a little bit in the early part of the game but i don't think you have to lean on it for the whole game
0: i i think that you should lean on mccaffrey i mean just one the the offensive player of the year last night, and um, he's special. Look, they went all out for this guy a season ago. Made the trade at a time where running backs were not supposed to be paid for. You know, you why are you why pay a running back when you can just you know get a guy off the street and he'll be as successful? Right. A lot of guys are like that. Chris McCaffrey's not. Um, he's been really special this season, and his ability to find the hole and explode out of those holes are very, very important. And this Chiefs defense has been good throughout the season. They were very dominant against that Ravens team. Totally shut out the rushing, to, rushing game. Um, but I think if you're able to get McCaffrey going, again, as I alluded to earlier, puts the defense on their feet a little bit, then you can get Purdy involved and, and rely on him a little bit more as well as they're anticipating the run. I think McCaffrey's very important in this game, if not the most important player for the 49ers. All right. What would a Super Bowl win mean for Brock Purdy, however?
2: couple things. I think number one is he silences the doubts. He can change the narrative about him. I don't think many people at all are expecting him to go out and win this game. I am not myself, um, but it, it, this is a massive opportunity for him to change that and for him to prove everybody wrong, for him to prove us wrong on this show. Uh, he's already done that You know, once against Detroit yeah. in the second half. I think he proved us wrong, but... He's got another big chance to do that against a team that I just don't think a lot of people see him going and winning this game. Um, he would definitely be their guy going forward if he didn't cement it already with a couple of these wins in the playoffs, beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and winning a ring. I mean, that solidifies your job for a while mm-hmm. uh, for a Niners team that hasn't won a ring, correct me if I'm wrong, since the 1990s, I don't think. Yeah. They've been there a couple yeah, times, but them. they have not yeah. won. So, yeah. you know, if he does that, first guy to do it since, you know, Montana and Young. I mean, he solidifies himself as the guy, he silences the doubts.
0: Yeah, I think he silences the critics and cements himself as the quarterback there um, for the for the foreseeable future. Because um, I think really even going into this game, there's probably still a question right now of there who's going to be the quarterback. And I think Sam Darnold um, could very well be their option next year if things go south in this game. So um, – I think it would cement himself as the 49ers quarterback and also silence the doubters, and also probably be one of the coolest stories um, in recent oh, NFL absolutely. history. Um, you know, the, the last pick in the draft to the last man standing on the field after a Super Bowl. Most um, similar thing, I think, would be
2: Foles in 2018. Yeah, yeah that was Eagles. a
0: cool story as well. Um, but just a guy, you know, two years ago was drafted. And he was in his second season now, winning a Super Bowl as the starting quarterback. After being the last pick in the draft, pretty that cool would be stuff. That really cool. Yeah. Um, Chad Kelly, who was another guy that was uh, Mr. Irrelevant, he uh, he couldn't do that, so no. at least Brock pretty good. All right, let's head to the phones real quick. we got Roberto on the line, 865-546-8200. Your number if you want to hop in. Roberto, what's up?
3: Hey, boys. Love you. Love the show. Appreciate it. Appreciate um... it. Yeah, they're going to need to lean into McCaffrey. I mean, if he's the best player on their team, which he is, he yeah. might be the best player in pro football right now. Yeah, yeah you lean into him for sure. Uh, but I mean, guys, I, I I like to wager a little bit uh, for entertainment purposes only. Really. And you're a fool if you lay on anybody except for except uh, for the Chiefs. It's it's a no brainer. Yeah, absolute yeah. no brainer. Um, I see. Uh, I like Brock Purdy. I love the story from Mister Irrelevant to Mister Super Bowl MVP would be pretty freaking it would be cool. Really cool. It would be cool. Yeah. Um, but I think at the end of the day, um, I mean, the best coach is Andy Reid, and the best player or the best quarterback is is Patrick Mahomes. He still has weapons, and you know that you know that Travis Kelsey is going to ball out with Taylor and a and within it, Taylor in attendance at the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah, uh, cool story! I forgot to tell you guys. I got to actually see Jason Kelsey. Everybody said he was at Disney this week. I was actually there, and he was he was fifty feet away from me. He's not a big guy. I was I was surprised really? at how small Jason Kelsey actually is. I think he's just, just looks like a regular dude.
0: He's so strong. Like his upper body strength oh, he's is so rock. yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I think his strength is the best thing about him. Very very interesting.
3: Yeah. Well, and also, I don't know which is going to be harder hitting this weekend: uh, the Super Bowl or the Tennessee Texas A&M game guys I'll leave you with I think the balls win and that that is more important to me than the Super Bowl at this point I think the Super Bowl is just a celebrity uh who who, who can say they were there type of situation Tennessee yeah. really needs to win tomorrow take yeah. care guys uh
0: and thank you so much for the call Roberto we always appreciate hearing from you um yeah you know another important game tomorrow for Tennessee going on the road um after how much success you had in your last outing on the road but um, as we talked about with Joshy Boyne, as we talked about with Jordan and a couple of times, just on here to ourselves, um, every game Tennessee plays from here on out is very important. And I think that Tennessee um, hasn't really been in that situation in a while. You're the leader in the SEC right now. like you're you have the opportunity to be a number one seed. teams and 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 people are preying on your downfall. You know, a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. And Tennessee has not been in that situation, in my opinion, yet under Rick Barnes. No. Um, you know, obviously over the last couple of years, they've been in contention around the, the two seeds and three seeds. It hasn't been a one seed, though. Nope. And to get a one seed at the University of Tennessee would be a huge deal and also opens up a pathway to make it to – where is it this year? Um, New Orleans? I think it's in New Orleans. it was Phoenix.
2: Is it Phoenix? I think it might be Phoenix this year.
0: I th- okay. Um, the national championship in football next year is in New Orleans. Um, I think the f- or, or final no, wait, four. next year is in Atlanta. Um, anyway, okay. I think the final four is in Phoenix. I'm almost positive it's Phoenix. Okay, okay. We'll have to look it up. Well, I, I think you are right. I think it is Phoenix. I think it okay. is. Okay, we'll we'll double check we'll it. Double check. We'll double check it at the break. <laughs> okay. Didn't mean to go off on a tangent here, but. You have an opportunity to make it to the Final Four. I should have said it like that. Um, You have an opportunity to make it to the Final Four with a one seed. And I think every game they play is is very important. It doesn't matter if it's A&M, Kentucky again, or Vanderbilt. All these games are important because you slip up uh, like Kansas did to Kansas State the other night, like Arizona could have done with Utah last night. That allows other teams to jump you. You can't allow that to happen. I'm very excited for the game tomorrow, very excited for the weekend. Um, you know, he's talking about how the Super Bowl is a celebrity event. I think I think the Super Bowl has to be reworked in some fashion. It's too damn expensive for the actual fans to want to go. The
2: average tickets are the highest they've ever been. I saw it's what, two th- two grand, I think, for the average ticket to this game. I so, mean, you
0: average. have to take out a loan. You gotta go to Title Max to take out a loan and go to the damn game. I will never dish out two grand to sit in the nosebleeds of the Super Bowl. No. Even but, if it's my team. And that's not even talking about the hotels You've got um one of the worst hotels on the strip is charging uh 1600 a night. Well, that's just Vegas. I mean, yeah, the Super Bowl's there, but
2: Vegas is expensive as it is. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, yes, Vegas is expensive as it is, but then you just got these, you know, terrible hotels. <laughs> the Motel 6, this is what I saw. Motel 6 is charging $700 a night. <laughs> I mean, you're oh, sleeping at a motel man. with the the crickets and roaches next to you in your bed and they're charging 700.
2: Yeah. It's funny. I'm a NASCAR guy. Yeah. Um, going to the the Bristol weekend in March, Mm -hmm. and there's there's a little bit up there by Bristol. Uh, There's some up there
0: that are charging a lot. It's not even close to 700 bucks, and certainly not for Motel City. No. Um, and I think that they are the NFL does a really good job at a lot of things, but I think what they let down the most is is how they handle the Super Bowl. It's a corporate convention. It's almost like a um, you know, like a, a big old banquet with a game going on. It's none but people in coats and ties and expensive clothes. The amount of fans there are less than like 25%. Like, I, I mean, I, you know, I guess they could be fans of a team there, but like the true fans, like that you see like dressing up and get ups and, and, and you know, the, the end zones of these games, those fans can't make it to this because no, it's too expensive. They can't. Yep. And I think that takes away from the what it means to be an NFL fan, what it means to be a football fan it in does. America. It's not it supposed to be how much money you have. It's supposed to be your passion yeah. and and cheering on your team. All right, a little tangent there. We'll get off a soapbox. Um, when we come back, we'll talk about our uh, chief concerns for the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll also dive into our Super Bowl predictions for the game and keys to the game. Stay right here on Overtime.
4: or visit smathletics.com Get the best for your team delivered right and on time So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today
5: Are you ready to flash that dazzling smile? Well, look no further than Knoxville Smiles. Our experienced team is here to give you the care and attention you deserve. From routine checkups and cleanings to advanced cosmetic treatments, we've got you covered Say goodbye to dental worries and hello to a confident, radiant smile. Don't wait any longer. Schedule your appointment today and unlock the power of your smile. Call 865-539-1776 to schedule your appointment today or just visit KnoxvilleSmiles.com. I was afraid to cut the cord, but once I did, I couldn't believe it took so long to do it. Paying too much for my cable bill had become a bad habit. I either wasn't getting what I wanted or never knew where to find any of my favorite shows until it was too late. Plus, the prices just kept going up. Thankfully, I discovered a new way to watch, called Philo. For just $25 a month, I can catch all my favorite shows on networks like BET, MTV, and TLC. It even has Nickelodeon for my kids! I can watch anytime I want, anywhere I want. Plus, Philo lets me have up to three streams at once, so everyone can watch what they want at the same time. Throw in the unlimited DVR that saves all my favorites for up to a year, and this really is the best deal in TV. I just wish I hadn't waited so long. Sound too good to be true? Well try it out for yourself and you'll see why people who love TV, love Philo. Go to philo.tv, that's P-H-I-L-O.tv and start your seven day free trial now.
6: Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins.
0: Back here on Overtime on a Friday night. Thank you so much for joining us. Great week here. Great uh, shows. Great guests. Thank you so much. Great calls as well. Another great call from Roberto. Um, let's get back into the Super Bowl. Uh, our chief concern. So, obviously, we think the Chiefs have the advantage in this one, but I think there are a couple of concerns we may have, and um, one of them we alluded to a little bit in that last segment. Um Christian McCaffrey won NFL Offensive Player of the Year last night, um, well-deserved, 1,459 yards on the year. That's first in the NFL, 14 touchdowns, best for fourth in the NFL, and 5.4 yards per carry, which I think is very significant. Give the the ball to him two times, and it's a first down. Um, Who is the biggest concern for the Chiefs defensively, and is it McCaffrey? It's
2: McCaffrey. Uh, I don't. I don't think you could argue it's basically anyone else. Uh, he's that kind of game-changing player. He, he's the player, in my opinion, I think that's going to determine the success of the San Francisco offense. If he goes, their offense will go. If he doesn't, I don't think it will. Uh, you know, you cannot force Brock Purdy to have to make all the plays himself. I don't think uh, he is shown he's the caliber quarterback to do that yet. At least at this point. Um, if you're able to get him going, again, Purdy can settle in. He can take a breath. All right, we're good. We can run our offense. If I have to go off script, I can, but now I don't have to be doing it every single play mm-hmm. um, because McCaffrey's not going. If not, uh, you know, Purdy's going to have to just basically carry the game on his shoulders. And against this kind of defense, I just don't think he can. Now, a second option I think could be Debo Samuel. Um, just the way uh, he can come into the backfield and run out of the backfield and be a playmaker outside as well, um, I think he presents a, a matchup issue. Um, makes him scramble a little bit when he lines up the backfield. Oh, well, Debo's in the backfield now. It's Debo and McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. Who are they going to give it to? Is he going to run a route out of the backfield? It it presents a a bit of a matchup nightmare, but uh, other than that, it's got to be Christian McCaffrey, right?
0: Yeah, it's McCaffrey for me. I think his ability to explode out of the gate um, as soon as he gets the ball. Every time he touches the ball, he's incredible to watch. But uh, he has got really good balance, um, and I think that's something that makes him so dominant. And his ability as a pass catcher as well is what makes him so dynamic. I think um, there's a reason why they traded for this guy, and there's a reason why he gets paid the way he does, um, because he can do two things at one position: he can catch and he can run it at a very high rate. Um, I think that's the biggest wild card for this Chiefs defense, because if he gets free through that first level of the Chiefs defense, then you know he's got the ability to to break tackles and and you know make big plays um so if I'm the Chiefs I've got to key on key in on him the same way the 49ers have to key in on Patrick Mahomes um a lot of attention has to be on McCaffrey you have to know where he is on this field and you have to know where all those guys are on the field I mean they're they're all talented but I think McCaffrey adds a second wheel um in the passing game as well that you can't just let let go unnoticed um The Chiefs led the league in drop passes with 6.3 percent, compared to the league average of 3.2 percent. However, Mahomes to Kelsey and Rice over the last two games in the playoffs: 28 of 30, 284 yards, 9.5 yards per pass, three to uh, three to zero touchdown interception ratio, and a passer rating of 139.4. Are drops on Sunday a chief concern? It's possible. Uh, you, you can't afford
2: to give this Niners defense gimmies. they got too many game breakers on this defense. Uh, you can't be tipping passes up in the air and dropping them that way. You just cannot give them a chance to maybe get you in a long third down if you drop one uh, or, or something like that. you got to make the easy plays. If the ball hits you in the hands, especially if you're open, catch it. Catch the ball. It's fundamentals. Um, you just you can't give them any opportunities. It's the same way uh, for, for Brock Purdy. You can't give the Chiefs any opportunities. For You, you can't give the Niners any opportunities either. Mm-hmm to win this kind of game. Uh, it's not as much of a problem for Travis Kelsey. He's been here before. I think it might be for Rasheed Rice. We'll have to see. Again, a big stage. I think Justin Watson falls under this as well. Yeah. Valdez Scantling might fall into yeah. this. Guys just haven't been in this moment, have been on this stage. Um, but it can't be a problem. It can't. you got to get past it. If it's a problem early, you got to settle in. Uh, and get past it. if you have drops in long third downs mm. uh, puts you behind the sticks. stuff like that you can't afford to be doing that against this unit uh, on a defense especially if the offense is able to get rolling can't give them anything uh, it's gonna be that kind of game if, if the san francisco offense gets going it might come down to either who has the ball last or whose defense can get a stop um, so you, you can't
0: uh, you can't shoot yourself in the foot as hot as this team has been as of late um you know It's in the back of a lot of people's mind the way this team looked a couple months ago. We started this Super Bowl segment talking about how bad this team was in December. Not bad, but just struggling. And in the biggest moment, if they were to start struggling again, that's how you lose. You know, because they don't have – if the offense reverts back to how it was in the middle of the season where they're struggling to move the ball because they're not able to execute – That's how the 49ers take advantage of this game. So I think they're a concern for sure. Um, Do I think we'll see it? No, because I think Rasheed Rice has got the confidence now of he knows he's a wide receiver one. But how does a rookie uh, react to playing in a Super Bowl just a year removed from playing in the – um, surf Pro, uh, you know, Surf Pro, uh, whatever you want to call it. Ball, remember one you know, ball. Yeah, um, so, um, <laughs> a little bit of a different to, atmosphere, yeah, right? Yeah, a little bit of a different atmosphere than playing the Surf Pro uh, Protect Bowl, whatever it is. <laughs> um, but. Um, so, you know, guys like that, though, how do they react to playing in this environment? We know what Mahomes will bring. We know what Kelsey will bring. We know what the, most of those defensive players will bring. But a couple of these guys that haven't been there, how do they react? Do they do they shrink up in the moment? We hope not. Um, but I think it is uh, definitely a concern. But I think what you've seen over the last couple of weeks in the, in the playoffs um, says that things should be smooth sailing. I You know, this might be – Controversial. I think they should get Kadarius Tony in the game and try to get him uh, involved as well. I think they should, too. He's very dynamic. He was really big in that Super Bowl game last year.
2: Well, it's more for me because I think the Niners defense is going to kind of throw the kitchen sink at Kelsey and Rice in this game. You're going to need to find playmakers elsewhere. Uh, and I think Tony gives you a good option, despite uh, the hardship he's yeah. had at times this year, the boneheaded moments. Yeah. But that can all be erased if you come in and make a few plays in the Super Bowl. I think
0: he's a guy that can do that. Sky Moore, I don't think, is going to be impactful. Justin Watson, I think, has the opportunity to make a play or two. Um, But I think if I had to pick out of the group besides Rasheed Rice, Valdez Scantling's a guy that is obviously going to be out there because of his size and and, and being a veteran. And Kelsey, I I think Tony would be my next best bet to get involved um, and try to add a different wrinkle. That's also something the 49ers won't have much film on. No, you know, not a lot. At least I mean, not recently. I mean, yeah, exactly. So um, he hasn't even been involved, and I know Andy Reid um, wants to get him back involved at some point. Um, if he starts dropping passes in the Super Bowl, though, I I, I would hate to have a Twitter account with no. my name as Kadarius Tony. Um, finally, out of Kittle, Debo, and Iuke, who is the bigger chief concern? It's Debo
2: Samuel. It has to be right. He's the dual threat, lining up outside, lining up in the backfield, like I talked about. He's a wrinkle that they're going to have to deal with. Um, he's the most game-changing target, I think, for Brock Purdy. I think you could argue it could be Ayuk as well, but uh, I think it's probably Debo. Um, just because of how dynamic he is, You know, he can make one move, all of a sudden he's 30 yards down the sideline. He's that kind of player, that kind of route runner. He can make the game-changing play. And I'm not saying the other guys can't, but I think he's more guaranteed to make that play than, than maybe the other options are. Uh, he's the type of guy that when he makes that play, the team rallies around it. Yeah. You know, that, that team, all of a sudden Debo makes a play. All right, we're in this game. Debo's made a play. He's fired up on the sideline. We're ready to go. We're ready to go win this game. Mm-hmm. He's that kind of spark plug, electrifying guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he
0: is able to roll into that game and make that kind of play, he's absolutely the biggest threat. Yeah. Um, to me, it's IUK. That's fair. I think his downfield threat. Uh, makes him, uh, out of the targets in the passing game, I think that makes him uh, the, the most important. Now, I think Debo you can use a lot more out of the backfield as well and, and on some gimmick plays. Uh, George Kittle is obviously um, one of the best tight ends in the game, um, and he's a really good blocker as well. But I think Iyuk offers him a little bit of a deep ball threat and a big playmaker yeah, um, that's down fair. the field. So Iyuk, to me, I think is their, their I think biggest like, concern. It could be 1A, yeah, 1B yeah, there, I think. yeah. Um, So now let's let's hit a quick break, and we'll do our our Super Bowl predictions on the other side. Stay right here for our Super Bowl predictions right here on Overtime.
1: When it's past high noon, it's time for a vodka soda made with a vodka you've actually heard of. I'm talking White Claw vodka soda made with White Claw premium vodka. JB Smooth only drinks vodka soda made with the world's smoothest
3: vodka. And you can too. Pick you up a bottle of the triple-wave filtered vodka that's been distilled five times. White Claw Premium Vodka comes in four flavors. Black cherry, mango, pineapple, and just vodka. You haven't had vodka like this. No one has. White Claw Premium Vodka please drink response.
7: eBay Motors here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it all at affordable prices. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only, exclusions
3: is your home's exterior in need of a makeover if so it's time to call north knox siding and windows transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options from classic to modern styles they've got something to suit every taste upgrade to energy efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills north knox siding and windows get ready to fall in love with your home all over again online at north knox siding and windows Com.
6: Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at ParksideKia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia. Where your journey begins. The best
7: athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, Gainbridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder Gainbridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest. Because it's investing your way. Get started today at gainbridge.io.
0: Cruising on into the weekend here on overtime. Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl on Sunday between the Chiefs and 49ers. We've been breaking it down all week, uh, breaking it down all hour. And now it's time for the moment everyone's been waiting for. What are overtime's keys to the game for the 49ers and Chiefs? (laughs) Well, we will provide those for you, and we've got them right now. Um, Let's begin with the Chiefs. What are the keys to the Chiefs for a win? I have three. The first one, it should be pretty
2: obvious, Mahomes Magic. You know what he's bringing to this game. Let him do what he does best and go win you this football game. Uh, You know he's going to bring the heroics. He's going to bring the will to win that we've seen in every other time he's been in this situation. Uh, It's what's gotten him a championship already a big opportunity for him to just go continue to cement himself as the greatest quarterback that we have ever seen. Um, So let him be a hero. Let him do what he does, uh, and you should succeed. The second one I have is continued defensive dominance. You've done it all playoffs. Your pass rush has been excellent. Your DBs have been playing very well. Best they've played all year, in my opinion. Uh, Just, again, let them keep working. You know, Play your good coverage. Let Spagnolo call a good game. Trust his calls. You know he's going to be good, uh, and, and you know you're you're going to be able to stretch this game out if you play defense like you did in Baltimore. Uh, in my opinion, uh, just you know, play your fundamentals. Do what you do, do. What you've done all playoffs. Shut down the Niners' offense, and you're probably going to win this game. The last one for me is stay out of penalty trouble. This happened in Baltimore. Now it did not end up losing them the game, obviously, but it became an issue. Uh, where just penalties started to kill them, especially on the offensive line. A ton of holding penalties on that offensive line. Uh, Our own Trey Smith, a few in that game back-to-back on back-to-back plays. You cannot do that against a defense like this with a front that has Fred Warner and Nick Bosa and and Chase Young despite what he's done in Greenlaw. Mm-hmm. Don't put yourself in a situation on 2nd and 20 where they can come after you, put you behind the sticks even further and really
0: flip the game on its head.
2: You got to not not make mistakes like that. Don't get dumb flags, stay out of penalty trouble.
0: Uh, for my for the Chase the first one for me is set the tone early. Yeah. You're the experienced team. You've got the quarterback with the experience and all three of their wins in the playoffs, they've set the tone early. Um, so I think you've got to do that with your first drive resulting in points and, and putting pressure on the 49ers. Uh, secondly, you've got to rely on Mahomes, but you also have to get really big production from your defense. Your defense has to win those one-on-one matchups and man coverage, has to prevent Christian McCaffrey from blowing loose, and you have to put Brock Purdy in a situation where he has to win the 49ers a game, something he hasn't had to do much this season. He did it against the the, the Lions, and they were able to win the game, but the Chiefs have a lot better defense than the Lions. So um, I think you've got to put pressure on Purdy by taking, uh, by taking other guys out of this game, taking McCaffrey out of the game, winning those one-on-one matchups uh, downfield, making Purdy beat you. Um, and then finally, We've harped on it a bunch of times. The receivers have to show up, and the receivers have to be consistent. Um, Travis Kelsey, we know what he is. Um, but Rasheed Rice, a rookie in this game, how does he perform? Marquise Valdez-Scantling, hot and cold all season. It's been really hot as of late. Does he continue that now? Um, Kadarius Toney, if he gets back involved, is he able to be reliable? Um, and, and I think those three things, if uh, you, you rely on Mahomes – But also, get it done defensively. You set the tone early and get consistent production from your receivers. I think that's the key of the game for the Chiefs. Uh, For the 49ers. Uh, Settle into the
2: game is the first one I have, and I harped on it a little bit talking about Brock Purdy. Uh, Get Christian McCaffrey going. Run the ball early. Run it often. Let Purdy hit his spots and get warmed up and get a few throws and get into a rhythm. I think that's going to be essential to having that offense work. The scheme has worked all year for them. And, and, you know, your first drive is going to be on script, uh, and I understand that. Brock Purdy shouldn't have to go off script on the first drive, theoretically, um, but just let him settle in. You know, don't make it too hard on him on the first drive of the game. Get a good start and and let him just take a deep breath and get locked into the game. That's the first one for me. Settle in. Uh, Make a play. Uh, Defensively, especially, uh, it's on both sides of the ball, but I think defensively is more important in this game. Um, And it's because you have game wreckers up front. The Chiefs are not prone to. Uh, making mistakes themselves so you have to force those mistakes and on defense if you force one or two of those mistakes out of Mahomes and company uh, you could swing this game in your favor uh, but you're going to have to go force it they're not going to give it to you uh, but your game records are going to have to go make a play that's my second one make a play and the third one is make Mahomes uncomfortable it's very hard to do almost impossible to do yeah. but if you're going to have any group of, of front seven especially do that it is this front seven Uh, It's a front seven for the most part that has seen him before, seen Mahomes before, in this spot. Uh, So, you know, you have some experience in this situation. Go get him off balance, contain the pocket. um, That cage defense, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but try that maybe a couple times. Keep him contained. Make him have to beat you with his arm inside the pocket, um, just make him uncomfortable and let your defensive backs go try to make a play. So that's the last one for me is make Mahomes uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. The way I had it phrased is take Mahomes out. Obviously um, – well, not literally. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't hurt him. Don't, don't hurt him. Don't take him out. But you've got to take him out of the game by pressuring him and, and making him make some quick decisions. Now, The 49ers do not have the stronger side in the secondary. They're going to have to somehow win those matchups. But you've got to be able to get pressure on Mahomes and contain him. We talked all week. He's so good of seeing the pressure and rolling out. You've got to contain him. If you don't contain him, you're not winning this game. Um, So contain Mahomes. Take him out. Take him out of the game. Contain him. Second thing, run the ball. Christian McCaffrey is the key to this game. In my opinion, if the 49ers want to win, they have to win the running matchup and have to have McCaffrey just have a night. And he's had multiple nights for this team this season, but he's got to be able to be dominant and he's got to be able to put the Chiefs on their heels early. And also that allows Brock Purdy to now, okay, McCaffrey's getting it done. Pressure's off of me. Now I can just go play my game. I think it helps Purdy out as well. Finally, you've got to win situational football. William, what do you mean by situational football? Um, if you've got the ball with five minutes left and you're you know, trailing by a field goal, you tr- you're trying to take as much time as you can off that clock because you give the ball back to Mahomes, It takes. we've seen it take him 15 seconds to seconds. score. Yep. They've got to be good situationally. The reason why they got back in the game against the Lions is because the Lions were poor – in situational football. The 49ers, if they're winning this game or if they're in a, in a situation trying to get back into the game or, or, or take the lead late in the game, they've got to be good in situational football with the clock to make sure that Patrick Mahomes is not the last one with the football in this game. Because if that were to happen, we saw it last year and we saw how it went. Um, and we've seen it time and time again. When he gets the ball last, uh, usually – uh, you're you're headed for the buses. Um, <laughs> our predictions for the game, my prediction, 23-20 Chiefs. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit more low scoring than a lot of people think. Obviously, these two offenses, how dynamic they are, a lot of people think scoring. But I think both these teams have really good defensive units, very talented U- defensive units. 49ers, a lot of big names. Chiefs, I think, are better top to bottom. But I think it comes down to – um, who's able to get a stop late game and who's able to get in field goal position and win it. And Harrison Butker is you know, one of the best and most consistent we've got in the NFL at hitting big time kicks. Not a big fan of Moody, um the the ers kicker. kicker. Um, yeah, and it's missed twice in the playoffs yeah, already. Yeah. Um so I, I think it's it's Chiefs twenty three twenty, low scoring, but they find a way to win. And uh we start the we start the conversation on Monday. Is this is this the dynasty now? Thirty-one twenty-seven 27 Kansas City for me. A little bit higher
2: scoring. I think uh, Frisco's going to have a, a couple waves of offense in this game, uh, maybe an early wave just to kind of get him in the game. I think McCaffrey's going to have an excellent effort in this game, but ultimately it's so hard to beat Patrick Mahomes in this spot. Uh, he's going to find a way to win. Uh, I think maybe you see Kansas City stretch this one out late and maybe Frisco try to rally mm-hmm. uh, and Kansas City gets a stop, stops the rally, and wins another ring. All right,
0: those are our predictions. Two Chiefs predictions. What are you doing for the game? You watching at home or what? I'm I'm going to a get-together with some friends. There you go. Good deal, good deal. Last year, or I usually I usually do dips and everything. Like I'll yeah. make a big production out of it. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping to do that again this year. That, it needs to stop raining, first off. Um, yeah, I agree. Because our, our, our living room isn't huge. So we've got TVs in the living room, and we got a TV on the porch too. So we're trying to do half and half to get as many people over there. So um, if it's still raining, that might, it might literally rain on our parade. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's enough for overtime this week. Thank you so much for tuning in all week. For Dawson Wise, I'm William Pattison. We'll see you on Monday.